With everyone stuck inside, there are more and more memes floating around social media. We found a picture combining two of our favorite things, Hollywood and drafting. Today on the Going Off Topic podcast, the Hollywood meme team. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is top of the audiobook game. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Head over to audibletrial.com slash topic to get started. Welcome to the Going Off Topic podcast, part of the Anything But Credible Network. I'm your host, Kyle Fauché. Joining me on the line, living his best quarantine life, I think, testing out new facial hair strategies, Dukes with the Anything But Credible podcast. What's going on, man? How you doing? Fauché, what's happening, man? I'm doing good. Uh, you are correct. I am. As we said, right, actually, right before we got on this this pod, that it's uncharted waters for me. We're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're kind of trying to make the best of, of this temporary lockdown that we're on, and, and part of making that the best possible thing for me is going down different avenues with the facial hair that we've never done before. You know, I was, uh, not, not that anybody really cares too much, but for me personally, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there is somewhere, somewhat in the same ballpark. But before this, I, I realized I hadn't gone a full seven days without shaving since two, 2014. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's a long time. That's years, right? Years. Uh, and so now it's almost like, not only can I do that, but now I can mess around with it and see, you know, what, what I, what I like. So we've, we, we've, we've slow, just, a little context. We've gone from full beard to goatee to handlebar mustache to now just the regular mustache. And then next step, I think we're going to try out the Michael B. Jordan. And uh, we're just going to go from there. All of that wrapping around to come back to you, Foshi. How are you doing, man? We are doing well over over at the Foshi household right now. We are a lot of time with the dog. Uh, so we're, you know, we're working with him. But it's been, you know, just to play off the the beard and the facial hair. This is the longest mine has been in a full year. You knew me from high school and college when I just had a full, just unruly beard and I let it go. Yeah. Uh, you know, got a new job, so I had to trim it down a little bit, keep it a little bit more professional. But now that we're on lockdown, I, I figured we're just going to let it go. We're going to bring back the old Missouri State days of the Fauche beard. So. However long this goes, I'm just gonna let the beard go and see what happens. And it's look—I gotta add—it's it, looking great and and very full and thick. So I, I'm I'm happy that you're able to get back to the good old days because um yeah I know I know there's a deep inside of you, deep inside <laughs> of you. There's always a want to 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 let that thing out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it feels good. I know this is all of the this is all the content that our listeners of this podcast <laughs> want because nobody can see what we're talking about. So uh, <laughs> we are going to. Today, we're, you know, we're kind of stepping away from the quarantine content. Last week, we had our quarantine uh, pandemic pod, movie pod bracket. That's a that's a mouthful there. Yeah. Uh, that came out. So we had Thomas, you, and myself on there. We did a little bracket. It was a, a lot of fun. Got a lot of good feedback on that. So if you haven't uh, listened to that one, make sure to go back and check it out. Uh, we posted the bracket on social media. I've had a couple people fill it out and then send theirs in. So that one's been a lot of fun. So make sure to check that one out. But uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do. We've done one other meme team. Uh, it was an ep, it was uh, a two K NBA two K meme team. Can you take? I want to I want to see. Do you know what number episode that might have been? I feel like it was pr- pretty early on, but for some reason, my memory wants to say the number twelve. Wow. It is number thirteen. Ah, so yeah. You were, I mean, you're as close as you can get without getting it, which is yeah. impressive. I do remember that because that was a uh, that was strictly basketball that we were building, correct? Yep, yep. So that was the uh, I think that was the rookie the rookie right. picture that we found and we right. went through and we actually it was it was cool the way we did it. We um, drafted our teams, then we actually put them in two K and did a seven game series, my team versus your team, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So this one we can't really put into any sort of simulation, but we took it and put the going off topic spin on it, of course. So uh, found this picture of you know just a meme team where. There's certain uh, basic rundown is you have $15 to build a cast. There's $5, $4, three, two, and one, and then a director, which doesn't cost you anything. So you pick one person from each dollar amount, and that is your cast. So we put our little spin on it, and we're going to, with your picks and your director, you have to pitch a movie. Uh, now, I, 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 uh, I did my movie, and you said you have a little working movie that we, we're going to try to maybe build out as, as we... Uh, get into a little bit more and i think that uh you know that that's a solid idea because when you're writing a movie you're not usually you're not just by yourself usually things get added and built in as, as you get into the room so uh you know before we get into it did you have 
any kind of strategy going in. When I sent you this picture and said, hey, do you want to do this episode? Were you? Did you pick your director first? Did you pick your $5 slot first? Did you pick your $1 slot? Or did you just say, hey, I like this person. I like this person. Did you think of your movie first or did you just pick the people you like and then try to come up with a movie? What was your strategy? Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting because the last meme that we did with the basketball... I was kind of all over the place. You know, I really tried to do like, well, maybe I can get away. I forget what the dollar amount was, but let's just say it was the same, the 15 or whatever. I tried, maybe I could get two $5 people and then like, you know, three ones and a two. You know, I really tried mixing up, but this one I actually really stuck to, uh, I guess just the basic rules. I think it's the, the, the overall basic premise of it is that they want you to do one from each level, like a $5, a four, a three, a two, a one. That makes sense. I, I tried to get way too complicated and almost too cute with it last time, so I really, <laughs> I really stuck to it. But uh, I did do one five, one four, one one from each nice. level. But you're uh, interestingly enough, you did you did nail it. I, I I picked my director. I started with my director first, and I went with the not. It was a combination of from for each actor or actress from each level was a combination of how much do I love them in all of their movies, and then on top of that, what. As I was going through, I was trying to build out this possible movie script and thinking, okay, well, with this director, what would the kind of theme be? What would the kind of overall feeling and vibe be? And who would fit into that as I was going through? So it is a little bit of a combination. It's not just a straight like, oh, I like so-and-so and I'm picking them. It was kind of, would they fit into this overall idea that I'm building in my head? So I, that was way different than the first time we did this. What about you? Did you have any strategy like that? Yeah, so I, I think I kind of did the same thing. I, you know, I picked one person from each slot, um, each dollar amount, and then I yeah, I looked at the directors, and you know, I'm gonna name when we get into it, I'll name all of the people that are in the uh, in the little blocks of, of money. But yeah, I started with a director, and then I kind of looked at um, you know what what does this director's feel, kind of what movies do they kind of go off of, and then yeah, I, I kind of did the same thing you did. I, I looked at just people that I really like their movies, whether I've seen all of them or I've just seen a couple, I just did movies and people that I liked and tried to plug them in, um, into that director's kind of feel and movie and see what came out. And I mean, I'm not, I'm no script writer or movie writer, but I, I gotta say, I'm pretty, I was pretty impressed with my, with the movie that I have. Uh, I really hope it, it, it's something that you enjoy and the listeners too, because if not, I'm going to be a little, a little crushed by it. Cause I, <laughs> I was, I was happy with what, what I came out with, but uh, we have not, you know, I sent you the picture and said, Hey, do you want to do this for an episode? We, we, that's the most we've talked about this. So we might have a little overlap. We might pick yeah. some of the same people, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's cool. We're, we're just going to roll with it and see what happens. Yeah. And I think that this meme, whoever, like shout out to whoever made this, I really don't yeah. know. I don't know where this came from, but I actually think that the, 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 the way that it was set up, getting that free director's slot, like mm. really changed it, it almost changed the game and almost made all like, you know, you can find these memes everywhere. It's actually been one of the most interesting things about I would say Corona Twitter content has been, you know, Twitter goes through all these kind of quick fads that happen like days or weeks at a time. And it's kind of these overall like media things or themes that, that happen. And one of these has happened over the couple last weeks is like people of all different just things have been making these kind of pictures where it's like, just pick three or pick two, pick four. You know, they're not really like pick your team memes, but they're just like a weird you know, like a, a big thing that we were talking about earlier is like all the basketball teams, um, you know, will will put out eight pictures of different uniforms and say, pick pick your favorite three. And you just, oh, a number one, number four, number five. It's not quite the same as what we're doing here, but it's the, the concept is still there. You're basically still picking like your squad out of these things. That's been interesting to see. It just kind of came out of nowhere. It's and, and part of that are these are these pick your team memes. But out of with that being said, all of these pick your thing memes, I guess, that I'm talking about. None of them have like a free slot. Like here, start with mm -hmm. this and then go from here. That's basically what this meme is telling us. Start, with, get, grab a director and start from there and then go. And I really actually like that idea. It kind of pushes you into this whole other selection process than before where you're just like, oh, I like this person. I like that person. And they'd be cool to have that. You know what I mean? It kind of changes it a little bit for me. So I uh, I just like the overall the, the way that this one was set up. I think it was a good choice on your end to, to, to go with this. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was it was actually a picture that I found on Twitter. I think I was just like scrolling through my my timeline or whatever. I don't even know what you call it on Twitter, but uh, and it was from the Lights Camera Pod Twitter handle, Ooh, which they out. they put out some really cool stuff. I mean, I don't know where these guys are from or what you know they really do. I've listened to a couple episodes, but 
they have a lot of really cool pictures yeah. and content that they, just, that they just put out. So if you're looking for a, a cool Twitter follow and you're looking for where we found this picture, the lights camera pod on Twitter is where it was. Nice. Um, but yeah, there's like we've talked about it, I think, on every episode so far that just the amount of content that's coming out and it, it seems like it's changing all the time. Like you mentioned the you have nine pictures and you have to pick three. We saw one yesterday that Ellen shared on Facebook that was just strictly St. Louis things. And you had to pick your three favorite like St. Louis things that you would if you could only have those three, you would keep. And yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. It's really cool. So definitely, you know, if you're out there making content, if you're out there doing that stuff, keep it coming. It, this is the time to do it. Like we always say, you're stuck inside. You, if, if there's something that you wanted to do for a long time, do it now because you could make something that you're like, ah, maybe it's not that good and you could explode. I mean, I guarantee that these nine picture things, it's just some, something somebody did one time and now you can find, like you said, uniforms, you can find food, you can find movies, actors, Another cool thing that's going around before we jump into our Hollywood meme team is the like the house situation where it's like they break it up into like five or six houses and then mm-hmm. they put like St. Louis people, they're all in one house versus Chicago people are in another house. Then it's like which house would you rather stay in? I found a cool one that, you know, we might do later in the in uh, a later episode. So if you're out there making memes or just straight up content, keep going because there's always a lot of cool stuff and fun stuff that we're looking to do and we'll definitely give you a shout out if it's uh, something we do for the podcast. So uh are you? Do you have anything you'd like to say before we kind of jump into our meme team? No, no. I think I think that was it, man. I think it was just cool to, that no matter what we talk about today and whatever the image and all that stuff that comes out that you that we put out with it, just overall what we just said is that anybody can go out and basically find their version of this right now. It's everywhere, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, with that, I guess, you know, you you had a good idea. We'll start with our director. Uh, it's kind of a free slot. So in the director slot for this pod or for this picture, we had Jordan Peele, Bong Joon-ho, Quentin Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, and uh, Ava DuVernay, who I, I, I have a feeling we maybe picked the same person, but I'm interested. Uh, who did you pick? Who'd you go with? Well, I'd be actually interested to hear if you picked the same person as me, because then I would maybe feel like your, your, your film would have to have a certain kind of vibe to it. I okay. picked uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah. And uh, you did too. I picked Jordan Peele too. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm interested to hear your side of it because you know he's he's from the director side of things has been more of a horror related, uh, you know, um, darker, ominous type of vibe and feeling to things with with deeper meanings, obviously to tied to them. But overall, it's kind of like a a dark, more sinister outlook on on things. So. That for me was right in my wheelhouse. That's like the genre yeah. that I'm all about. So I, it was a no brainer, but I'm interested to hear your side on this though. So yeah, I went with Jordan Peele too. I still, for some reason, have not watched us. I know it's on HBO and it's on our list. And every time Ellen and I sit down, we're like, we'll start something. And then like halfway through, we're like, damn it, we meant to watch us and we forgot about it. Uh, but so Bong Joon-ho, I haven't seen a whole lot of his stuff. Uh, Tarantino, of course, is, I mean, all of these people that are on here are some of the greats, but Tarantino, you know, I like his movies, but I just, I don't know if I could think of like a movie pitch for him. I just don't know if I had anything. Nolan, all of his movies are just crazy, ridiculous. I like them all. And I don't know if I've ever seen it. I probably have seen something that Ava DuVernay has done, but I just don't remember it possibly. So I went with Jordan Peele just because I had this idea as I went down and I was like, I think he'd be, and I, maybe I don't have the twist that he would put on it or the background that, you know, he's going to make it more meaningful than what I have, but I think I have a solid base to where he could come in, look at it and say, okay, but at the end, it's going to be about this. We're going to flip it and do something different. Uh, so yeah, I went with Jordan Peele and I think he's only done two movies, right? Us and get out. Yeah. I mean, he's maybe been pr- a couple other things. Well, yeah, he's been not necessarily straight director, but a high level producer, executive producer yeah. of a couple things like the remake. I think he was associated, I think, at some point, like with the Twilight Zone re- reboot and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there yeah. are other things I think that he's been a part of. Yeah. And I just think right now, like he is probably the when he when he comes out with a movie, um, everybody is like, oh, shit, like what's it going to be? What's yeah. next for him? Everybody's yeah. kind of looking forward to that next thing. So that's why I went with Jordan Peele there, too. OK, OK. Uh, so do you want to start with, I guess we'll start with the $5. Why not? We'll start with the, the high rollers here. Uh, the $5 list, you have your choice of Daniel Day-Lewis, Lupita Nyong'o, Christian Bale, Denzel Washington, and Viola Davis. Who did you choose from the $5? Uh, 
for me, this was a uh, this was a close call because you know I I love uh, Lupita. Uh, we talked about her on, on the pro- previous podcast. I think I mean she's great in a bunch of stuff. And 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 in us, she is yeah. fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So she's already kind of been in the Jordan Peele world, and that's really why I ultimately did not pick her. I went with Denzel, okay. and I know people were like, "Well, nice. that's a that's a no brainer, right?" But yes, but also like I'm thinking about this, right? So I'm I'm in, I'm I'm already in my vibe right now, Foshi. I'm in dark, ominous. Um, I keep pronouncing that word wrong, but whatever. I'm just going to keep rolling. Um, <laughs> you know, just just overall that kind of horror thriller vibe. And I'm thinking, why no Denzel movies really come to mind for me for that? It's true. Thrillers, yes. We, we've talked about some thrillers, but not like more on the horror side, at least maybe not ones that I'm thinking about. And I know that's not really his cup of tea, but I'd be super interested to see that. So. Uh, I, I I had to go with Denzel, not only him for him just being a beast, but also because I just would love to see him in a straight up horror movie. Yeah. Where, where, yeah. Where'd you fall on that? So it was tough. You know, I love Christian Bale, love Denzel. Uh, Danny Lee Lewis is, I mean, probably like one of the greatest living actors, just legit actors like going, you know, he makes just crazy things. And I actually made two teams and then my one team, you know, I went through and I was like, oh, this is more like, a, like an action lineup. And it was really cool and it would have been fun mm-hmm. to do, but I wanted to try to step out of the action because there's, you know, there's, I, I, I'm a big action person, so I kind of wanted to step out and try to do something different. So I actually went with Lapita, uh, kind of for the reasons that you nice. said. You know, she's been with Jordan Peele. The movie that I have her set up for, I think, is going to be pretty interesting, and she can take the the role that I have her into the next level. Um, you know, when we get done recording this, I, Ellen, and I might just have to watch us because we've been talking about it for so long and I pushing mean, it should. off. So you really should. Yeah, Lapita is just awesome. Denzel, I mean, Denzel, of course, is great, but. Yeah, I, I went with Lapita just because they've worked together and I think the role that I have her in, she could take to another level that nobody else maybe on this list could. I respect that for sure. So for our four-hour slot, we have Amy Adams, Joaquin Phoenix, Margot Robbie, Mahershala Ali, and Charlize Theron. Now, I think I'm going to surprise you because I did not go with Charlize. Yeah, neither did I because we just okay. been repping her so much. I mean, I listen. Th- th- yeah, we just can't, can't just be on the same boat all the time. But I have to say, <laughs> overall... A loaded, stacked four oh, number yeah. four squad, really yeah. stacked. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, all of these people are like I love like I I you know I so I, I'll tell you my pick. I went with Margot Robbie. Hey, me too. Um, okay, nice. So there's another crossover, but it was tough to go against Mahershala. It was tough to go against Charlize. I mean, yep. Joaquin Phoenix and anything is just crazy. Amy yep. Adams is uh has you know kind of transformed her her career into something you know, that was more you know when she first started it was kind of like. Oh, she's like the girl next door, just cute. And now she's really, I mean, she's kind of doing just some crazy things now. But I went with Margot just because, uh, again, I kind of had an idea for a movie. And I was like, I think this is something that she's maybe never done before. Um, and I, but I think she'd be really good at it. So, you know, I love all the movies that I've seen her in so far, but I think this is going to be something new, something different. And that's why I chose her with my four dollar slot. What, what was your? So you chose Margot as well. What was your kind of reasoning there? Well, there's two things. Number one was that just we've talked a lot about like our powerhouse women actresses that we love, and for, you know I was thinking about it. I know we've mentioned her before, but really Margot never is at the top of our conversations. I always when I was thinking at that list, I'm like, you know, I don't know if she gets the love that uh, we should be giving her. So I think part of it was on our end that we just need to rep her more because I, I really do think that she's great. Uh, I, yeah. Of course, she's beautiful, but way past that, she's actually like a really solid, really good actress to me. And uh, on top of that, some of her roles that were coming to mind for me that I think she could flip really well back and forth between normal and crazy. And then like on top of that, being able to hide the crazy, you know, things like Harley Quinn where she can kind of go back and forth. Um, and then also like weird roles that even though I hated the movie focus, she's very sneaky and, you know, kind of does like the whole, like, um, not secret agent, but just, there's always something else there. You know, it's not, it's just deeper than the surface of like, okay, there's going to be a, she's going to throw a twist here, but it's all with the acting. So you believe that upfront surface level emotion, you know, and uh, for this for this kind of dark vibe that I'm going for, it's kind of what I, I wanted. So it was a double. Yes. It was a worked right in the wheelhouse. And I just I feel like she could play a very great calm on the outside, but inside snapping and possibly about to lose just everything, her cool everything at any moment. I would love to see you that full full blown, if that makes sense as a role. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, you're definitely out of something. I would for sure love to see her. You know, most of the, she hasn't really done like a. I mean, she's still super young and just getting started, but she hasn't really done like a thriller type, like horror, scary type movie. It'd be super interesting to see her do that. So that's that's another reason why I kind of went with her because I think you know she was stepping into something new. And I think she'd be really good just in that role. So. Looking at our $3 slot, we have Benicio Del Toro, Laura Dern, Keanu Reeves, Rami Malek, and Tom Cruise. Another, I mean, just solid one through five. Yeah. Uh, who did you choose here for your for your $3 pick? This would probably be my most surprising pick, I would say, out of everybody, but I actually mm. went with Benicio. Um, oh, I, so I, did I. Oh, <laughs> interesting, interesting. I would not expect a lot of people to pick him out of this, and I don't know why. It's just a name, a guy that you, I don't hear a lot about. But first of all, I, I cannot tell you one role right now that I'm like, damn, Benicio just, he really shit the bed in that movie. I, yeah. I I could say that about other people. There's Denzel movies that I don't like. There's definitely roles in Margot Robbie that I'm like, oh, I don't know if that was the best. Uh, But I don't know if I've said that about Benicio, mainly because I don't know if he like really ever fully, fully goes for it. I I, I, I really randomly did just see him in a cameo and uh, again in the Guardians of the Galaxy, which was, he's only in there for like a minute. <laughs> but even that, I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. I guess he's, you know, he's kind of out there in that, but. Um, again, he fits right into the vibe too of this that I'm building because he is one of the best uh, at playing like a, not really sure if he's a good or a bad guy, but he's just kind of yep. like straight faced and straight emotioned. And you're just kind of like, I, I don't know if I should be rooting against or for this guy. And that's exactly what I wanted for this vibe that I'm picking for this Jordan Peele movie. So for me, I think it was just like, I think he would fit plug right in to this, the just, the overall atmosphere that I was trying to build with, with Peel. What, what, what about you? Yeah. So I, like I said, I also went with Benicio del Toro and everything that you just said was exactly the reason I chose him. Uh, and I think it'll come to light when we get into our movie pitch, but yeah, like you said, he's just, uh, he's always, he's always good. He's never, I mean, anything he's in a ton of things, whether he's the lead or just like you said, in guardians of the galaxy, he shows up for a couple minutes. Uh, he's always good. Always. You're always like, Oh shit, there's, you know, there's Benicio del Toro. Yeah. He just takes the screen over. Yeah, and he's always, you know, like you said, he's the dark, kind of slime ball, creepy dude. Like I, that's, I mean, it, it, he was perfect. He would be perfect for a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, and I was, and, and and honestly, like a lot of, I was think combination of a lot of his roles, but I was really focusing on him and his Sicario role of just mm, being yep. really just. He's on a mission in that movie, so it's a little bit different, but just the overall like. You know, you're getting like a three word sentence and that's it. And that's all yeah. you need. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think you, you yeah, everything that you said, I, I just, I stand behind because it was, he was perfect in this role. Uh, for our $2 slot, we have John Boyega, Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Hugh Jackman, and Idris Elba. Uh, I'm interested. This is an interesting. Uh, I mean, this is probably, I mean, the $1, the $1 choice is, it will be funny when we talk about it. But the $2 slot is maybe just an interesting list of people. Like, I don't know. Chalamet, I don't know if I've I've seen him in uh, that the one movie, but I don't know if I've seen him in a whole lot. Boyega is a Star Wars guy. Zendaya is, Zendaya is coming up TV and movies. Jackman's been around forever, and so is Elba. So I'm interested to see where where did you go with your two dollar pick? My two dollar pick, I actually went with somebody who I haven't seen a whole lot of, but I'm every time that I do see her, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> she's great, and that's Zendaya. Um, that's I, my I, pick I, too. Oh wow, that's that's interesting. Uh, I, I just, not that she does like a whole, whole lot, but every, and maybe I'm, uh, by the way, and I will be the first one to admit, I'm super late on her. I've been sleeping on Zendaya all, all around, but as an actress, I don't know what else to say. She's just, she's just great. I don't know what yeah. else to say. She's just really good. So I, that's, that's my pick, man. Yeah, that's too, it's funny. Uh, we were going to have basically the same cast for this movie, but uh, I I've seen her in a couple things. I haven't seen that HBO show that she's in yet. Uh, a lot of people talked about how good that was, but you know, she's in the upcoming, you know, you're going to see the Spider-Man movies here with in your Marvel. So she's in those. I think she's really good. Uh, she was also in the greatest showman with Hugh Jackman, which was good. Um, she's in another movie that I, I think I just watched recently that I'm blanking on, but yeah, super young. Uh, and just, and I, the movie that I'm going to pitch, I don't, I mean, she'll, I think she'll have a pretty prominent role, but she's not going to be as, some of, as big as some of the other ones. But you kind of need, you know, with some of the other actors that we've picked, there are A-list, need the screen, will command the screen. She's going to be there, but she's not going to be commanding the screen like Del Toro, like Lapita. She's going to be just solid in that secondary backup role 
So that's kind of why I went with Zendaya too. Yeah, eventually though, when she does become that that that, I mean, she's already like a front runner, right? But like when she really steps in, she I feel like she's going to be doing some some awesome stuff. I don't know what or where where she'll go or what that means, but I just she's going to kill it, dude. She's 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 pretty she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so the one dollar slot is just a, a a cast of characters here. It's funny that you know they added. You have all these pretty legit actors, then you get down to the one dollar slot. I I didn't even realize it when I saved the picture, and then I was writing out my list, and I get down to the one dollar slot. I was like, oh my god, these people are just yeah, I love crazy. I loved how they uh, set that up. It's great. So the one dollar slot is uh, Mike, the situation from Jersey Shore, Impractical Jokers, Ninja, the the Paul brothers, Logan and Jake Paul. Yeah, I think is his name. And then the man himself, Brendan Fraser. Uh, wow, so, the, the disrespect. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I don't. I saw that at the last pick. I was like, wow, man, they really just just threw Brendan Fraser in there. It's just like a, a kick to the a kick to the groin. But Rough. uh, so for your one dollar slot, uh, out of that that group, who who are you picking? I wanted so bad to pick Brendan Fraser just to be like <laughs> show you some love and get you out of there, man. Like I felt I felt bad for you, you know. Even though we've we've done our fair share of, of Brandon Fraser trashing, but. He still will always hold from the mummy one through three that he's in will always yeah. hold us a, a very special Classic. place in my heart. But um, I picked the impractical jokers and let me tell you why. Nice. Because in the movie that I'm building, uh, this is no disrespect to them as actual people and actual humans. I mean, no harm or disrespect to them in any way, but at, in a movie situation, I just need some easy, easy people to die. I, I need mm. some kills and I need some like unfortunate it. events to show the seriousness of the situation that we're in. And to be honest with you, I'm not, I, I'm just not a great comedy judge. So I don't know, but they're also like, don't not, I'm not the hugest fan. I mean, they're, they're cool, but, um, it's like, I had a group of guys that I can, I can kind of <laughs> use as an example, basically like the old school like slashers, you know, you kind of need the, the whole, one of the big, uh, motifs of the old slashers is like you know the young teenagers smoking weed and having sex they're gonna they're gonna die right well easy targets yeah i need i need some some a group of people they don't have to be guys but a group of people who are just gonna kind of go to show also that we're in some uh, a serious part here i like it and uh they're they're gonna go so yeah that's my pick what about you yeah, so I uh, did not pick the Jokers, but I am a big fan. Uh, you know, I used to watch that show all the time with my sisters. We actually went, I can't remember if it was for maybe my sister's birthday, but they were in St. Louis doing a live show and we all went. And it was, I mean, it, it was actually, I wasn't expecting a lot because I was like, you know, they do a TV show. Right, How are they right. going to be live on stage? But it was actually hysterical, like really okay. funny. I would, I would go see him again and, you know, anybody okay. out there that's a fan, check him out. But I actually went with Ninja. Oh. Uh, I don't know like a ton about him, but. For this role that I'm going to have him in, I think it would transfer well to what he does. Uh, you know, he's just like a, a Twitch gamer guy, right? Yeah, it's interesting that you picked him okay. because you're not a Twitch person. No, I'm not at all. But I knew who he was just because he was like one of the originals, first person uh, that's doing it. So I just went with him because I had this role, and I was like, yeah, I think he would be pretty good. And I think um, you know, it's it's always interesting when you see some of these people in movies. Like Ellen and I just watched. Um, Oh my god, I can't even remember what the movie is, but MGK shows up. The movie, oh, Bird Box. Yeah. We were watching Bird Box and MGK shows up and I was like, "Oh my god, like MGK's in this movie. He's only in it for a couple minutes, but I th- the role that I have for Ninja is a pretty prominent role. And I think under Jordan Peele and with some of these other actors, um I think we could we could wrangle him in and make it a pretty legit role for him and maybe kickstart a new career. So, uh my choice, so I have Jordan Peele, Lupita Nyong'o, Margot Robbie, Benicio Del Toro, Zendaya, and Ninja. And you have Jordan Peele, uh, Denzel, Margot Robbie, yeah. Benicio, Zendaya, and the Jokers. That's right. Okay. All right. So, no, here, now, I think now we get to the fun, interesting. It's just, it's all, you know, we're. <laughs> Obviously, you and I are not movie producers or writers of any kind. You know, nope. we just do we do a weekly podcast. We have a little fun with it. Yep. We write we write blogs that are you know st- things that we enjoy writing about. It's easy. Man, writing a movie. I don't know how people do it. It's, it just seems crazy. Yeah. I have a paragraph, and I mean, I was like, it took me a while just to come to that. So yeah, I would love. I would. I would. That's one thing. I would love to see. Be just be like in a writer's room and just be a fly on the wall and just see like how it, how it actually comes together and works out. So 
Uh, do you want to start with yours or do, or do you want me to kickstart the movie pitch with mine? What do you I think? think? I think I should start one because okay. it's not a full-blown, it's, it's more of a working yeah, concept. Yeah, I like yeah. so I need some kind of uh, things to, to, to bounce back and forth. It's more of just a general idea than okay. anything. The specifics are not necessarily ironed out yet, but you know, gotcha. I'll leave it up to the imagination of the listeners can kind of take it and run with it if they, if they think that it's something that they would even entertain. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. All right. So as, as an overall um, title, I don't really have one. I was thinking of something called maybe, you know, we've talked about the Nextdoor app on here. I think, I think maybe yeah. something about Nextdoor or we've already had a bunch of movies called Neighbors, something like that. And I'll tell you why. Um, I did with Peel. You know, I talked about trying to do this kind of more on the horror side of thriller combination kind of thing, uh, dark uh, vibes. And with everything going on, Foshi, and us currently doing this through FaceTime because we're on quarantine, I feel like it's only right for me to play into what we're realistic Ooh, is happening right like here. And like I'm, yeah. I'm sure we'll see a lot more movies coming out soon about some kind of virus and pandemic and all that stuff. I, but I didn't want to go directly that route. So what I'm saying is I did not want to make a pandemic or an outbreak movie that we just did a whole bracket about. I did not want to do that. <laughs> but I did decide to use it kind of as an... Um, I don't know how to say it, like a basically as a character a forcible character okay. and what that is is because the the, the let, let me break this down for you a little bit um the the movie kind of revolves around a group of friendly neighbors think of it like either a subdivision or a city block i don't know okay. maybe like a new york block or something like that i don't know where they're where there some live next to each other as actual neighbors and some live across the street but this is a group of friends who have lived on that street for years, okay? Some are young, a little bit older, according to my characters, you know, Denzel, a little bit up on the higher, you know, maybe the more the family man kind of person, whereas Zendaya might be, you know, a uh, middle to late college graduate or trying to work through that, you know, just a little bit all over the place. These are people who kind of, on the weekends though, they're very social. They hang out, they do things together, they have block parties, they, you know, it's just a, a group of friends, but they're actually neighbors, but that's all they, you know, we're not talking about any kind of pre-neighbor relationship, if that makes sense. These aren't people okay. who know each other for since high school or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, and, and, and where that comes into play is because eventually something along these lines of uh, that we're in right now, a virus hits town, right? Something happens, uh, you know, I don't know, t- take what you want. I, it doesn't, the, the, the meaning of the virus or the start of the virus doesn't quite care. It doesn't matter too much in this. But what happens is it forces all these people to do exactly what we're doing and to quarantine. Well, they're used to being so social and they're used to checking on each other constantly, being in contact. They can't do that anymore. Eventually, time over time goes by. We're sitting here in St. Louis. We're in probably week three, I guess, of whatever quarantine people are doing, even though it's not an actual shutdown. Where they are, wherever that is, it actually does turn into a legit shutdown. And things get worse and worse and worse. And eventually the actual city something happens with the power grid maybe and the, the electric goes down we're talking about a legit not not the quarantine that you and i are here where we have wi-fi and we have an, our <laughs> xboxes and we have you know netflix no no we're talking about legitimate like no power better have saved your food type of mm-hmm. situation okay. but on top of that though foshi is really what we care about here and this is where the peel factor comes in is because we really care about the relationship that these people have so they want to check on each other. They're really legitimately worried about each other. And since they're so close, well, let's go check on them. But they can't because the virus is actually fully airborne. They actually cannot go outside. So how do we do this? So we spend act one is kind of this virus hitting town and trying to figure out what's going on. You know, can we go outside? Can we eat things? Can we touch things? Kind of like what we're doing right now. We're still trying to figure this out. Act two is okay. We've kind of figured out what this is. This is an airborne thing. We can't really go outside. We spend time with these actors trying to figure out and watch them devise their own mechanics and processes to go check on each other. So that's going to take some time. It's going to, I don't know what those details are, but I'm sure it's going to be very tense, very dark because we are going to have to go outside and some, you know, if we got to go across the street to go check on Denzel and his family, we got to figure out a way to get there. Right. And so we're talking about makeshift things like at home and uh, gas masks or whatever the case may be. Act three though, and this is where Peel comes in is because the virus isn't really the problem. What we then get into is, and the reason I call it next door is because we realize that the whole movie revolves around what's actually, once we get there and we go to check on these actors, or I'm sorry, these characters, what's been happening for these weeks inside of these apartments and houses that we get to. 
So the whole idea behind it, um, and this is where there's no specifics. So I don't really have a great like pitch on like if we're seeing if people are murdering each other or not, but just think of really terrible things. Once we get in, we realize, oh my God, Denzel actually has been eating people to stay alive or something along those lines. <laughs> because the idea is, is that, and I think that Jordan Peele could really pull this out, is that the overall idea is we know each other. These people know each other on a very social basis. But what we don't know is what happens behind closed doors. Mm. And then we especially don't know how those people act or what, what their nature, true nature comes out when those closed doors cannot open and they're closed for a very extended, long amount of time. That really changes things. And especially on top of all of that. So you're talking about human nature. You're talking about human nature when you're forced to live a certain way or change your lifestyle. But on top of that, you literally can have to survive. There's a survival instinct to all of this too. So not only is it, okay, well, Foshi, you might do some weird stuff behind closed doors. So, is, so, so might I. And then on top of that, you know, I'm probably going to get even weirder when we're quarantined, which is we're kind of living that right now, right? A little bit. But then what happens if we actually have to survive and we have to, so the combination of true survival along with this absolute quarantine, um, all of that wrapped together, I think could provide a very interesting scenario where these people are actually unraveling and discovering the true self's identities and survival instincts of these people that they thought that they knew and they thought were really good friends. And the cast, the reason that I, I, I picked this cast is because I think that these people could really bring different aspects and backgrounds. Like Zendaya, maybe she is the one who is a college, you know, the youngest out of the crew and is trying to figure out spending all of her resources and time to figure out this virus and she's super smart maybe, but then maybe that doesn't even matter in the end because really she, she's maybe the one who is most blown away by what she's finding about the actual people's uh, personalities and, and instincts and stuff. Whereas maybe Denzel, the older guy, maybe he is a family man, but having family issues, or maybe he's had some struggle with his relationship, marriage relationship in the past. And that plays a part into what is found. Um, Benicio, the biggest question mark in the entire, who know, who truly knows? He's going to be so cold, so short sentenced, but still nice, kind of nice, I guess, but still playing off that thing we talked about before where we're not sure if he's like a good neighbor or friendly neighbor, or maybe he has 10 bodies in his basement. Don't really know. He's probably going to be the biggest question mark when we figure out what's going on behind there, uh, those doors. And in Practical Jokers, like I said, they're going to be in some fashion, the first one to, to go, whether that be the virus to kind of show us, oh, we actually can't go outside, or yeah. maybe they are the people who say the first ones that's like, oh, we'll go outside and go check on Denzel, <laughs> and then they're found later in the movie of just like, Oof. whatever, somebody got a hold of, you know, um, all of that. Oh, and, and Margot, I don't, I don't really know what Margot. Maybe Margot is just like, um, I don't know, a single woman doing her thing, and. Uh, I don't know, lives the most normal life out of everybody. I, I, I'm not sure. But all that wrapped together is kind of figuring out which characters are the bravest to go figure out how everybody's doing and then have to deal with the journey and all of the crazy twists and turns that happen from unraveling these kind of friendship backgrounds, if that makes sense. Yeah. All that as a working concept. What, what are your thoughts? Do you think Peel, do you think that, uh, I just think Peel could kind of pull that together in a creepy ominous way oh yeah absolutely i think it would be you know you said you had a working it was working and you were kind of you know we were going to play off of it but i think everything that you just said is would be awesome to watch and uh, yeah i think peel is the perfect guy to put in charge of that um you know we talked about he has producing he's produced he's written he's directed i think yeah you give him that and those cast of characters he could definitely spin it in just the jordan peel way and make it just crazy creepy whether it's like it's some, you know, like you said, a virus or something like that, whether it's over the whole, like, you know, the, the country or the world, or if it's just like a test of those people that they're testing that your, your cast of characters, it's just like a bubble over those people that, you know, are these people going to go outside? Are they willing to check Love on that. their neighbors? Are they willing to see the deepest, darkest secrets of their neighbors? Love that. They have to. So, yeah, I think Jordan Peele and that cast of characters would be awesome to see. I like that. I like that. You could even take it another step further, like what you're, where you're kind of going, I think, is maybe then it just turns out that, you know, they were actually friends, but it just all was some kind of big, bigger project that they had no idea they were a, a part of. I, hey, that, 
that would be amazing. I, I would be fully in for that because I, I wanted to see not not that you think that it's a pandemic movie, but I just wanted to, that to be like a character, not the main. It has to be kind of a main point, but not actually what is driving the thrill or horror aspects yeah. of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. I like, you know, I like how you broke it down more in the three acts. I like that. And you just, you just, you know, you, you, the three acts and what the, where the characters are going, what's happening each act. I like that. Mine is more of like a, just a story and then we could build it into those acts. But I, I like really it. enjoy that. And I think that um, by the end of this, we hopefully have two movie pitches that we can send to Jordan Peele and these yeah. characters, whether he uses our cast or, or any cast, you know, I think it'd be awesome to see. So yeah, I like what you've done and I think it would be, I would definitely check it out for sure. I appreciate that. All I need now is I need a, a, obviously more specifics and somewhat of a better title. We need we need to <laughs> we need to work on the title a little bit. Yeah, I think that's what you know. I I don't even have one. Maybe we'll come up with one for mine when we get into it. But I think that's like maybe the hardest part is getting a title because yeah, you want something that's going to draw people in, but it's also not stupid and not something that we've already heard before. Exactly. So I think I, I think man, I I think titles are the hardest part of all this. So right. We'll roll with Nextdoor for now because we both love the Nextdoor app and that's it's been true. very interesting <laughs> since the corona <laughs> yeah. has hit town. All right, Foshi, hit me with yours. I'm excited. Okay, so my movie is a uh, kind of a psychological thriller directed by Jordan Peele. Benicio Del Toro is the head of a multi-billion dollar business and he's also Zendaya's dad. Uh-oh. He earned his money through deals with some sort of drug cartel, some sort of cartel business, you know, illegal things that, he, that he's been earning his money for working with them. He is a ruthless, brutal person to both his employees and his family. Uh, Ninja comes into play. He is the head of the analytics department at Del Toro's business. Uh, so he is working okay. in the background, you know, keeping things safe, working analytics. But uh, Ninja starts digging a little too deep into Del Toro's business and his money, learns some things that he probably shouldn't know about. Uh, Margot works as Del Toro's assistant. And is part of his inner circle, so she knows all about his dealings, what he works with, what he does, how he gets his money, you know, the cartel that he works with. So she, you know, she's well off. She gets paid off for all the things that she knows. Lapita comes in as an FBI agent that gets tasked with bringing Del Toro to justice. So she is playing in the FBI. She begins digging into his business, first working, trying to flip Margot, uh, getting information on Del Toro, working with Margot as a CI, possibly getting more information from there. Margo's not going for it. She knows, but she's, you know, she's well off. Del, Del, uh, Benicio takes care of her. She doesn't need anything. She has no reason to flip on him. So Lapita turns her, uh, turns to Ninja to start working on him because, you know, Ninja started digging a little deep, started learning some things that he probably shouldn't. So, and he's kind of just, a, you know, he's a, he's, he's a nerd kind of, you know, he just does his job, wants to do his job and get out, but he, he has a conscience. So he starts learning some of those things. A game of cat and mouse ensues with no one safe from Del Toro or Lapita. Oh, so, so that's what I got. I think you know Del Toro and Lapita, they're both brutal people, but they're one is you know they're both Lapita thinks she's doing it for the right reasons. Del Toro is doing it for the wrong reasons, and I think Jordan Peele will be able to take that and just make it some sort of crazy game of cat and mouse psychological thriller. And I think it would just be it'd be a cool cool watch. Yeah, definitely. So wait, Margot is it knows like, yeah. So Margot Margot knows, but where where is her moral compass on this? So she knows, you know, that what uh, Del Toro is doing is wrong, but he pays her, takes care of her, uh, right? So she gotcha. really has no reason to like. She's you know she knows what she's doing and is she's that she's a part of is wrong, but she's like you know he takes care of me. He does, uh, the, you know he he takes care of me. He gives me money. He trust me to handle things and, and work with things. Uh, so she has no reason to flip Z the Zendaya character. I think we, we would need to build out a little bit. She's just, you know, the, the daughter, but uh, as I said, Del Toro is just a, a, not a great dad, kind of brutal to everybody. doesn't care if you're family or employee uh, can't really tell the difference between them. And we've seen, you know, we've seen this kind of movie before with all these, with these people, but I think that Jordan Peele will be able to take it and just put that Jordan Peele spin on it. Like we were talking with yours where he would see this and be like, okay, yeah, but what if at the end it turns out to be, there's some crazy twist or something where it's maybe Benicio del Toro, not, not necessarily he's the good guy, but in the end it comes face to face with del Toro and Lapita and they're doing the same things, but they, they're each are doing it for different reasons. So yeah, maybe Benicio really does have a, 
very deep down reasoning for it all that he thinks maybe is right. Yeah. But we don't find that out until a very the very end of a very specific thing happens that way you realize like, oh, maybe he's not like 100 percent wrong. You know, I, uh, this, this sounds like a, a classic, that, which which, by the way, I, I would would love and, and definitely is right up my alley or in my alley, wheelhouse, whatever you want to say. But it seems like one of those where you walk out of the theater and you're like. I don't know if uh, what's his name was uh, like all the way wrong. You know, yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if I would. I think I might be on his side a little bit like or one of those things where you could say, I think I could possibly see myself like if that happened to me, I feel like I would maybe do that, too. Uh, and that I love those the ones that make you think afterwards uh, for a couple of days. You know, the, you know, that's right. In my wheelhouse. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was thinking. Um, yeah, maybe at the end, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, what he's doing is wrong, but the reasoning could be right. And maybe he's not as bad as we originally thought. But, and then what Lapita's doing and what she does throughout the whole movie, you're kind of like, man, she works for the FBI, but some of the stuff that she did was just flat out wrong. Yeah. And you're kind of, you know, you're kind of stuck in between of, of who you're rooting for. And, you know, people yeah. are going to die, people are going to get killed. And I think both of them are going to be responsible for those, uh, for those killings. So I think. Lapita, the things that I've seen her in, I think she would just uh, annihilate this role as an FBI agent where she's just working. She only sees one way. She doesn't care who gets in her way. She's going to na- take them out if, if they ha- if they have to be. Del Toro is just a, like we said before, he's just a crazy, weird, slimeball kind of guy that could play that role. Uh, you know, Margot, I think, I don't think this is too far from what she's done. I think she could... She's not necessarily a good person. She's not necessarily a bad person. She's just kind of doing what she's told to do, and uh, she knows what's good and bad, but she's just doing what she has to do. I think the real person that would Zendaya, like I said, we have to build out the care. We'd have to build out her uh, her role all the way. But I think the real person that that's going to walk away from this movie a real winner, working with Jordan Peele, working with some of these characters. I think is Ninja. I think he's going to. Oh. I think you're going to see him uh, really shine working with Lapita and Del Toro and Margo and, and Jordan Peele. I think they could, they could get him in, you know, he's going to be in kind of the space where he already works now doing, you know, Twitch videos and gaming and all that kind of stuff. So you get him in an analytics department, you get him in kind of the head of, of that department and say, Hey man, this is it. This is all your, you know, you get to work with this. I think he would be pretty good. So I like I it. Don't ha- I don't have a title. I was trying to think of one today. I was like, and I just, I couldn't come up with anything. I was like, maybe like something like uh, this. Cause usually, you know, Jordan Peele, it's usually like two, like one or two words. And it's like, damn, that was like, after you watch the movie, you're like, shit, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking like the business or something, but you know, you already have the firm and things like that. So yeah. uh, maybe the listeners out there can help us with a, with a working title for this one. So yeah, I'm thinking almost like what might be interesting is if you had, you know, a, a some kind of lingo or jargon that is used for like, in the hacking world or maybe even mm. like the, the PI world, like the private investigator world. Cause it seems like Ninja is doing like a form of hacking slash private investigation searching. Once he realizes he does his digging and then Lapita's is doing the basically F like government PI work basically. Um, so I don't know, maybe there's like a really cool term out there that the ha- that hackers use or that PIs use to, you know, I don't know part of their process or, there's like a, some kind of actual word that they call like their subject that they're investigating. I don't know, but th- that yeah. that might be interesting. And that you could use like a one word thing that that you know, like maybe they call their subjects like a yeah. I, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the word would be, but I don't know. Who knows, man? Yeah, I I, I think that uh, that seems like a good movie though for, and it's not just something that you probably a lot of people don't really put a lot of thought into. But I definitely think it'd be like a two or three word, like very short title like a one or two word actually you know what i mean yeah I think, yeah i think, I think you're, you're on the right there yeah I, I like where you're going too i think uh maybe with the listeners we can get a name but you know psychological thriller it's maybe there might be it's not necessarily gonna be a horror movie like jordan peele does but i think it's gonna be dark it's gonna be gritty it's gonna be you know like you said when you walk out of the movie you're gonna kind of be like man i went into this movie thinking that del toro was the bad guy but now i don't know where i'm falling so it's I, like not, it. I don't think it's going to be a, a horror movie or anything like Jordan Peele usually does, but I think it's going to be, it's still going to have that Jordan Peele feel to it. So yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, you know, we, we've made our picks. We've pitched our movies. Do you have any closing thoughts or words before we get out of here and we, we get this one out to the listeners? Closing thoughts for me is just that uh, the overall idea behind this, I think is, is great for anyone to try. You know, we said that you can find these kind of pick your team memes 
about any kind of subject, really, in some way out there on Twitter, especially. But, you know, we always talk about just creating stuff. And this is exactly what we're doing. Nothing here has actually made it to like legitimate paper, I guess, as as in the form of sending it to someone to like get approved or anything. But who says it can't be? You know, who says that this isn't something that just an overall thought or idea experiment can't turn into an actual project? You know, I know there's a lot of young filmmakers out there like you don't have to use these. You know, you're not you're not the overall idea of this movie that we're talking about is it like if we were directors and we wanted to make something and we came up with these projects, we wouldn't be going out for Denzel or for Lapita, you know, but we would, the, the character building is and, and, and storyline building is, is, is what this could be a great, you know, exercise for. So I just feel like if you want something to experiment on or get out there a little bit creatively, you know, this is a, an overall, I, I love the idea behind it. It's just so simple but if you really take it a little bit deeper like we are and it's not just like a face value of, oh, I pick these five and then you're done. If you actually do try to build something out of it, I think you'll come up with something cool like all the time, every time, you know. Um, but other than that, man, anytime we get one of these, I'm always in. Yeah, I think that uh, I think you said everything that we could have said to get out of here. So, uh, you know, out of this pick, we're of course, we're going to post the picture on with the episode, you know, on social media. Who would you pick for your Hollywood meme team? Let us know on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us there. Just type in the title of the show. We'll come up. Make sure you give us a follow. If you have a suggestion or feedback you'd like, you know, let us know about the show or anything. Shoot us an email, goingofftopicpod at gmail.com. That's goingofftopicpod at gmail.com. Make sure to check out anythingbecredible.com to listen and read all the new content from the whole network that's coming out each week. We got, you know, episode, podcast episodes, blogs. So we're, we're, we're working uh, as we're quarantined. I think we're getting more stuff out. So there's always going to be new stuff on anythingbecredible.com. Wherever you're listening right now to the podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review that really helps us out. Shout out to Visitor Beats for the intro and outro groove. And as always, keep it off topic.